Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to a quick and fun travel escape? Enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums. Vicksburg is the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of On3 Sports. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. Want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Eureka. Eureka! Yes, exactly. You nailed it. So I was actually... Uh, I, I, bet, was, I bet we can come up with a ton of million-dollar ideas there. Brewerica, it just is the obvious choice, right? But yes. yeah, we can make a bunch of slogans out of Eureka. Uh, this Tuesday, I'm telling you, I want to give a shout out to our friend Shane Reed, the owner of Strange Brew Coffee House. Normally, he just lets promotions come and go. And then, like two days after, he's like, Oh, I should have told you. We got ahead yep. of the curve this time. Good job. Stranger Appreciation Day this Tuesday 20% off all merchandise and all baked goods, 50% off drinks. But you got to mention it when you order. You gotta say, "Hey, is it Stranger Appreciation Day?" Don't be that person that pays for that. You know, they're like, "Hey, it's me." Like, all right, it's gonna be nine dollars or whatever. And you're like, "I thought it was Stranger Appreciation." Don't be that guy. Say it ahead of time. Save us all the trouble. Stranger Appreciation Day, twenty percent off merch and baked goods, fifty percent off all drinks. My mother, mm-hmm. who is an avid listener of the show. I don't know how often, but yeah, she does listen to it every did now you hear and then. the other day when I dropped the uh, the curse word? She did. She said she was very proud of me for for calling Brian out and making sure that he knew that I did not agree with that word. I and as you I, know, Brian, I would never, ever say that word. No, I've never heard you say I'm that. I'm a man like of that. integrity. I would never say that word. Correct. Ever. Mom, yes. I promise. So anyway, she she is she has told me like three times in the last week. Make sure that you let uh, let your listeners know that your dad and I are huge supporters of Strange Brew. Oh. We're in there all the time. We need to. So get she a big she wants people to know that drink. they they are big time Strange Brew Strange Brew people. So I'm gonna have to let her know that that the. Uh, uh, the Strangers Appreciation is is coming up Tuesday, on Tuesday. Tuesday. All right. This would have been really been really funny if you had been giving me that whole thing about integrity and all that, and then at the end go, by the way, you got a little, little on the side of your mouth. <laughs> to me? No, that's would have been funny if you had said that. Just been like, you got a little sh- on the side of your oh. mouth. Just, just slide it <laughs> ah. I would never do anything like that. I have tremendous news from our friends at PIP printing and signs we're getting the stansberry picture here yay so when i get that picture and i get it hung up 
I'll tweet it out. I, I he, he sent an email. He's like, we could totally do that. I was like, then do it. Make it happen, Camden. I need to know what the price is on that because yeah. I, I I need one for my man cave as well. It's going to be kind and, of funny when we we change pip printing and signs from a place that handles all your business marketing and signage needs to a place that just does copies of pictures of MSU stuff and gets them, gets them out to you. Look, I'm sure they'll take anybody's money any way it can come. Yes. Well, when your business does business with pit printing and signs, all you got to do is mention that you heard about them on Thunder and Lightning, and 10% of your sales go right to the Bulldog Initiative in your name. Now, you're a business owner. You already spend money on printing. Spend it with pit printing and signs. Get great service, great products, and 10% of your sale goes to the Bulldog Initiative. That is a win-win. Camden Baker will take care of you. 601-499-5216. I can, I can vouch for this number, by the way, because I called it on Saturday, and he picked up. And he doesn't. He did not have my phone number, so it was just an unlisted number. He's a man of his word. Man of his word. When you need printing, printing, call Pip Pip today. Uh, College Corner, CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. Get your Valentine the State script. You know, tell them that you love them. You're like, honey, you got this closet full of banner rim polos. Those aren't those aren't going to be good anymore. Those are those are those are old and decrepit, and nobody wants them. So we're going to get you a nice new state script polo, maroon or white. Plenty of great name brands. Maybe a pullover. Uh, maybe maybe some maybe a button-down. You know, all sorts of good options there. And they're all at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can shop online, collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starville's flagship restaurant. The place to go for lunch, for dinner, for Sunday brunch. It's the best meal in town. We're recording on a Sunday. Did you do Sunday brunch today at Tyler? What did you do? Oh, did I do oh, Sunday brunch, my friend? He did. I don't even know how you knew. I didn't. I swear I did not tell Brian oh, no, that no, I went I, to Tyler. I had a feel. You just looked happy. So today I I sang in church like the vocal team thing. Yeah. So I I went early to the early service. So I got out earlier. So when I get out earlier, I like brunch. Mm-hmm. When I get out at like eleven, eleven thirty, whatever. Yeah. So. I got brunch today, my friend, and you know I went for the Mississippi River biscuit. Of course, I demolished that plate, <laughs> and it—I'll have to show you the picture of it because it was covered in food, and I absolutely smashed it. And then afterwards, I was like, "Hey, Natty, uh, you gonna eat that pancake?" There so you go. I, I got into her pancake. There we go. That's the I mean, that's, that's that's the dad tax, you know. If you're like, are you sure? You I couldn't stop, stop eating. <laughs> It's that good. It's the best Sunday brunch in town. It's at Restaurant Tyler. If you're here next weekend or any weekend, make sure a trip to Restaurant Tyler for Sunday brunch is on the agenda. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi. They're here to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com. Find the location nearest you, and you can open an account today that will serve your family for years to come. Small town, community bank, but all of the financial capabilities of your big corporate banks, but none of the crap. And they they won't say it, but I will. You, know, you deal with a corporate bank, you deal with a lot of crap. There's just no getting around that. You deal with Priority One Bank, you're dealing with the people that you know, and they'll take care of you because you're in their community just like they are. Give them a, a look today. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Speaking of crap, Mississippi Ooh. State basketball. Okay. Now, I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to sit there, oh, the season's over. I'm not, none of that, none of that, all right? But 
we, the, to, the, the time has come now to stop talking about analytics and stop talking about net and things like that. It's about wins now. All right, if you win, everything else will take care of itself. Mississippi State was absolutely humiliated uh, Saturday night in Tuscaloosa. Uh, it reminded me a lot. You, I, I know you remember this game, 2005. Oh, I tweeted about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and that, that, it, very reminiscent of it. 99-67, so I guess a little bit better performance. I mean, they nearly gave up Didn't feel like it. You know Last this this show last week we talked about state getting back to its roots and playing that, that tough defense against Auburn and that's the way they're going to have to win and then in the week to follow they give up eighty six and ninety nine points. I think this team again. I'm not going to overreact. I'm not. But you can over. You know I don't. I don't have to overreact to the. I'm not going to overreact to the big picture. But the little picture is they got their ass kicked twice this week. And they gave up a ton of points doing it. They turned the ball over. They're sloppy. They can't score. Anybody outside of Tolu and Hubbard can't score. This team does have a lot of issues. There, there's, no, there's no getting around that. The good news is they're good enough to get pat. That they're, they can play over their issues in some cases. Just not on the road. It's a good thing that you don't play home and away. It's, it's a good thing that Mississippi State, the, the NCAA men's tournament is not like the women's. Because State would not yeah. get the first round. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. State's played pretty well at home. They're a really good neutral site. Like, if they can just get it in the tournament, I think they could still win. Like, I, it's weird. Like, I, I just don't really know what I think about this team. And in a lot of cases, I think, you know, they're going to be okay. They're, they just kind of are what they are on the road or whatever. And then other cases, it's just kind of like, uh-oh. You know, I, I don't know if it's a road thing if it's this team thing, but they just are so out of sorts when they go on the road. Bad turnovers, uh, giving up offensive rebounds, going through stretches where they just can't score. To me, the biggest thing is uh, the turnovers and then defensively just not being able to finish possessions. How many times against Ole Miss did they – you needed to stop and they just couldn't get it? How many times against Alabama? You need to stop. They just couldn't get it. Alabama had at least four possessions where they got an offensive rebound and hit a three. Mm-hmm. Like that just can't happen. The the amount of shots that they were able to get up was just ungodly. It's insane. They shot like eighty shots or something. It, I think it's eighty. It was nuts. Was the final number. Let me. I didn't let me bring up the stats. And, and and more than half of that from behind the arc. And they weren't particularly good from three point range. You know. No. That and that's that's Alabama's trademark is they they shoot a ton of threes and they make a ton of threes. In this game, they were fifty. They shot thirty one percent. I think that's not good. We get to play it again, right? Look, a, a stat on the box score is lying to you. If you tell you, if I tell you ahead of the game, state holds them to thirty one percent from three. Wow, that state's probably got a good chance to win that game. But they shoot. Let me see if I can do the math real quick. Twenty two of twenty two of. 35 from inside the three-point line. And that's yeah. just not good enough. And then, on again, it, it doesn't really make a huge difference because State lost by 33. But f- 19 of 32 from the line, 59%, mm-hmm. 52%. They, they, they had a chance to, you know, I think State was down 28 at the start of the second half. I could be wrong on that. And the first, like, five points, 
four or five possessions, they, they go to the line three times and don't make a single free throw. Yeah, chance yeah. doing a little six zero run from the free throw line and maybe cut the lead down a little bit. And they were down twenty three, so that cuts that would have cut it to seventeen. Then you're a, you're a made bucket away from saying okay, maybe they're back in this thing a little bit, but they can't make free throws. Tolu Smith twenty three points. Everybody else not worth talking about. I mean, you had two other guys in double figures, but who cares? Josh Hubbard was, uh, followed up a, a great game in Oxford with a really poor game. He was one of nine from the field. He was zero of five. State was four of sixteen. From three, and I want to say they missed their first twelve from three. I could be wrong about that. Just a nine, mis- I think. Miser- just a miserable all-around performance that they have to flush and get back to to it on Wednesday with a home game against Georgia. They'll be favored to win that game. They have a chance in these coming weeks to to build up their resume and, and get back to to business and being you know in the tournament in the tournament picture. But right now they're on the bubble. They are a bubble team right this second and. There's just no getting around the fact that when this season started, my thought process was they shouldn't be on the bubble. They should be all year long, consistently, safely in the tournament, and they're not, and that is disappointing. I think the most disappointing thing to me is the things that are hurting them the most are things that the other team isn't really doing. Mm -hmm. It's their their own undoing. Yeah. Free throw line, Mm -hmm. 19-32, and that's a constant problem for them. Turnovers, 18 turnovers, 27 points off of turnovers. They lost the game against Ole Miss based on turnovers. Mm-hmm. Offensive rebounding, 20 offensive rebounds, 19 second-chance points for Alabama mm-hmm. to eight for Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Those are three things that you can prevent more often than not. Now, I will, I'll give them a little bit of a reprieve here. When you're shooting three-pointers – it's not as easy as just boxing somebody out and, and going to get a rebound. Right. Those rebounds they can, can go, go long. Right. Yeah. So that did affect that somewhat. But that's been a problem for them is giving up second-chance points. The turnovers are absolutely on them. These are turnovers in the in the backcourt where, where they're turning the ball over around the three-point line and other teams are breaking out and getting transition points. And that is a problem. That's a mega problem for them. Free throw line – turnovers, other teams' offensive rebounds. Those are things that you can take care of on your own. There is no excuse whatsoever to be on this level and shoot 59% from the free throw line. There's there's no excuse for that. I don't, I don't care who you are. Anybody in America with enough practice can make free throws. If you sit there every single day and you shoot 100, 200, 300 free throws – you will get good at it because it's all about rhythm. It's all about being in that motion. It really shouldn't be this difficult for Mississippi State, but it is, and this is the second year in a row that's happened. So that's a problem. That's something that is is losing them ball games. It didn't lose them this game. No. But it's just part of the problem for this Mississippi State team of things that they don't do well, and they got to fix it. When I when I look at this team, yeah, and the other thing that bothers me, and, and this is something that we we talked about during football season, right? Is is that you know at the end of the day, it's supposed to be entertainment. This is the most. The, there's just nothing entertaining about this team. They're not fun to watch. The thing that made them fun to watch a year ago was they played defense like their hair was on fire. They they were you knew that every game they were going to bring this incredible defensive effort. They might not make all their shots. They might not win the game, but you never questioned the effort. And now these last two games, I'm just like, where are they? 
Where yeah. is this team that we saw a year ago? That that's not that's not what you know. Because if you're not going to give me that, if you're not going to give me that incredible defensive effort, you better be making shots. You better mm-hmm. be a team that can get up and down the floor. There was a, a, was a, a moment in moment. in the first half. I could be wrong about this, but I think the the the, the five on the floor were Matthews, Davis, Moore, Bell, and Jones. Who is scoring out of that lineup? Yeah, it was a bad group. I texted you. I was like, "This is yeah. not. This is like, not a good group." Is there anybody else in college basketball in the SEC at least? Maybe Vanderbilt. I don't know. The Vanderbilt pickups to them. They got to win this weekend. Um, or Missouri. When that they're bad. Yeah, but that's the state's got to beat them in a call, in two weeks. Um, but is there anybody else? that's like you've got your lineup. Your your lineup is out there on the floor, and there's not a single person you're like. That guy can get points at least. There's not one. State has two guys that they can count on, and then everybody else sort of gets the scraps, right? Shaq Moore can occasionally give you a few shots. Davis can give you a few shots occasionally. Cam Matthews gets points because people are focused on other players, and he's able to get in. And, hey, look, he's made a, a living out of doing it this year, and he's, he's, playing, he's played much better. He's been a good player for Mississippi State. He didn't have a good game uh, Saturday, but nobody did. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to sit there and tell you that Tolu Smith had a great game when he had 23 points. When, and for the most part, those points came with the game was out of reach. So, you know, the, the the miss of Andrew Taylor is a huge miss for Mississippi State. State expected him to be a guy scoring double digits this year. I mean, there are people, again, I saw the message boards this week. They're like, I can't believe they ran it back with this team. Again, A, nobody was complaining about that in September. And B, if Andrew Taylor was what every coach that recruited him thought he was going to be, and it's not like Chris Jans went and plucked this guy out from you know under a rock. Yeah. Well, people keep talking about this is a miss eval. A ton of teams wanted this. You team. can't. It's not a miss evaluation. It, it's it's you can't evaluate a guy's mental health. You can't quantify how he's going to react when he right. transfers here. This is the this is what you get with the transfer portal. Yeah. This is why Arkansas is struggling right now. You right. can't account for. How are these yeah. players going to react with the nucleus that I have on campus? State had one bad transfer. Arkansas has a bunch. That's that's why they're bad this year. If Taylor comes in and gives you what you expect, and now you've got another 10, 11 points a game, 12 points a game, well, your, your record is totally different. I mean, you probably have won three more games, maybe even four. You would have beaten Alabama the first time around. I mean, this game is this game. You beat Ole Miss. You beat Southern. You probably beat South Carolina, and then this is a totally different team if Andrew Taylor is what he was advertised to be. I can't put that on Jans because it's not like, again, he just went and got some players like, oh, yeah, he's going to be much better here. It's not like he got a, a three-point-per-game scorer and brought him in and said, no, yeah, but he'll he'll be better here. This is a guy who scored 20 points a game last year. And, and, and I, yeah, it's, just, it's, just not, it's just not on him for that. I, I'm not going to blame him for that. Jimmy Bell, just, you know, he's – Falling apart since the end of the since they started starting, stop starting. It's just not. It just hasn't worked. I'm not going to get mad that he brought back those players either. Right. I'm not either. because the first of all, Mississippi State had one of the best defenses in the country last year, and if you could bring that almost entire nucleus back, everybody was for that. Yeah. There might have been a couple of guys that people wanted to move on or whatever, but. The expectation was these guys are going to be year two with Chris Jans moving forward. 
you know, they played really well. You expect them to get even better next year. The vast majority of this fan base and everybody was really excited about that. So to come back now and say, like with hindsight, and say that is just, to me, it just doesn't hit. We all thought that this was going to, to be a good deal for Mississippi State. Right now, it just hasn't worked out. And listen, it's still, we're in the middle of the conference schedule. This thing, I feel like every time Mississippi State loses, we have people shouting about NIL, why Mississippi State can't get this and this. Let's just let it play out. Let, let's see what happens over the next week. Because State can very well win these next three games. I mean, I, I look at the schedule and I see Georgia, who's playing in Starkville. That's it's been a, a better team this year, but they're playing in Starkville, the worst team in the league, and an Arkansas team that's a mess. So you're sitting there looking at that, and two of those are home games too, and saying State can't make up some ground right here and get to 500 in the league with Ole Miss coming to town, who's been really bad on the road. You have a chance here. And the next five games especially, you could win all five of those games. And that's pretty much, to me, what they need to do. Yeah. I mean, they, 5-0 and would go a long, long way. I mean, you maybe slip up one. you got to win the home games. But, I mean, at the same time, they need to get a couple road wins at some point. It's just, you have to beat Missouri and Arkansas. Yeah, you, you cannot no lose those two games. Yeah, those are, those are, those are must-win games. You need to beat Georgia just so you're not in the middle of a three-game losing streak. You need to beat Ole Miss so you don't lose two games to them in the same year. I mean, every game has something other than you just need to win. There, there's mm-hmm. something else on top of that. So, State's in a tough spot right this second. The good news is they. Sh- I feel like they're going to be able to dig themselves out of it. You know, I, I, I do have. Co- it's very similar to what it was last year. The the difference is last year state had state fans had no expectations of their basketball team. This year state fans had high expectations of the basketball team. It's kind of the same team. But going back to your point, if you run this back, if you run back and you get the same team, plus you add Hubbard and you add what you should have had with Taylor, this is a probably a top twenty team all year long. Yeah, but it's just not because that that one missed evaluation is throwing things off offensively. You're you're just lacking that scoring threat. That would open things up. If you have Taylor and Hubbard on the floor at the same time, that opens things up so much for Tolu Smith. It opens things up for Cam Matthews to get be able to get get down low where he can score. It's just a huge difference maker for State. And there's so much pressure right now on Josh Hubbard to score, especially with Trey Ford out. Mm-hmm. You 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 do not have another shooter on the floor. Right. Like there is no one. If, if they have a wide-open look that you feel like is going to knock it down outside Josh, Josh Hubbard, there's not a single person, when it leaves their hands, I'm thinking, that's in. Trey Fort could do it. Josh Hubbard could do it. That's it. And Trey Fort's out right now. So that that's kind of your issue. And, you know, that's going to be the challenge for Chris Jans in the offseason. Off He's got to go out and get several more scorers, not, not one more guy not even two more guys. He's got to get several guys that can come in and, and shoot the basketball. And, you know, defense be damned. They've got to score. They've got to be able to score some points, stay with some teams, pick up the pace offensively. And maybe that's too – maybe he has to change a philosophy a little bit offensively. Maybe they have to start running a little bit. I don't know what they need to do because – the defense isn't really getting it done, and you don't really have the guns to stay with teams consistently if you can't change the pace of a ball game. And we talked about going to the Bama game. 
my key to victory for Mississippi State was completely changing the pace of the game. They did it a little bit early, but they weren't able to take advantage of it. Alabama was awful from three-point range, and State could not make them pay for it. And that's where the game got lost. When you had you had your window right there to get a little bit of a lead, push it out, make Alabama uncomfortable. Instead, you let them stay in the ball game. You turn the ball over, and it turned into what it was. And you were playing catch up the rest of the night. And it just you know you're trading three point makes for free throw misses, basically. That's basically, That's basically what it was. So. Stay back at it Wednesday against Georgia. I mean, it looks like it'll be a good crowd. I feel like people are still on board with this team, but they got to start winning some games. There, there's, just, there's no question about that. The, the resume is what it is at this point. You got to add wins to it. That's the thing that's lacking for Mississippi State. They have a good chance starting this week with the Georgia uh, Bulldogs. And, and then you look at the rest of the way. I mean, nobody, nobody the rest of the way is unbeatable, right? Your two toughest no. remaining games. Obviously, at Auburn is going to be a real challenge. Very tough team to beat. But Kentucky Especially on lost, their place. Yes, exactly. Kentucky's lost three out of their last four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ole Miss comes to you. At A&M will be tough. There's no question. At S- South Carolina comes to you. So we'll see. We'll see where it takes us. But uh, it's been a very, very interesting uh, week for Mississippi State. Coming off, You think coming off of that win over Auburn, you're like, maybe they can, they can get one more win and really have some momentum here. But it hasn't been that way. All right, let's move into the rest of the show. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. Going home, going to have some uh, uh, some prime rib sliders. It's ground. Ooh. They sell them at Sam's Club. They're ground prime rib. And you make a they make Oh, you've told me about that. They're good. They're good. A little brioche bun. Oh, yeah. Can't have so, what, so they sell the meat at Sam's Club, oh, it's already it's, brown. It's, no, it's already putting the slider patties for you, man. Oh, no, so you don't have to. All you, you have, have to do is warm it up. Salt? No, you got to cook it. It's not warm up. You got to cook it. It is. It's not. It is raw. It's raw meat. Wait, they're in the, but they're in. Oh, you're talking about they're patted up. They're patted up for you. Yeah. Okay, I thought you meant they were already in the sandwich. No, 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 no. no. It's just a raw slider patty. Gotcha. I said cook it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Don't. Are, just, you, are you putting it on the grill? No, no, Jennifer's cooking them right now. She just she just cook them on the griddle. It's I, I don't like a burger on the grill. I like a I like a, a griddle burger. Get that crunch uh, all the way around. I'm the same way. Yeah. That was brought to you by the Mississippi Beef Council. What we'll reminded that beef, it's it's what's for Brian's dinner, and it's what's for your dinner as well. We went to two, two brothers on uh on Friday, and you're, you're not gonna believe this. But it was delicious. It was fantastic. We had a really good time. And we also want to thank our friend Caleb Hamill, who showed up with a uh, king cake from Loblaw. He was like, you guys want a piece of this? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 um, that was the king cake that I was trying to guilt trip Robert St. John into sending us. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Caleb, for letting us have that. It had pecan. Was it pecan? Pecan cream cheese kind of thing. Oh, man, it was so good. It was good. But. That's not, that's that's let's not bury the lead here. So was our meal from uh, from two brothers, and and I will say this, and this is the difference in like you know good service and and bad service. They made a mistake on your meal. You ordered pork rinds, and they sent you sweet potato fries. You told the guy, he's like, oh man, my bad. I'll be right back. Comes back with like a whole plate of pork rinds. He's like, just to dig, you guys just to dig in. So I got to have a few pork rinds too, and they were delicious. Yes, my meal was 
outstanding. It was good. Everybody was very, very happy there. And they do have some new stuff on the menu to check out. They had crawfish egg rolls. Uh, they have mozzarella sticks with a smoked marinara sauce. That sounds fantastic. I might need to try that. They have a uh, Lee Battle had the uh, the crawfish the egg, egg rolls. Yeah. yeah, our our buddy he didn't Lee share. Battle. He 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 ain't the sharing type. He'll he'll share a good time with you, but I ain't gonna share the food with you. You know what though? I I respect that. I'm I'm the same way. Next time you're in Starkville, you make sure you get yourself over to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing it now for 49 years. And if you think that's, you know, impressive, well, then you should see the products they have to sell because those are impressive too. They have all the top name brands for business products, for copiers and printers, for computers, everything right there. And then if something goes wrong and you need service, you talk to the same people who made you the sale. It's super easy. It's done here in Mississippi, so they can solve your problems a lot of times the exact same day. You don't have to deal with any 1-800 numbers or out-of-state technicians. It's all right here. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Maroon & Co. over here in Starkville, that's the place. If you're in Starkville and you're, you, you know, how many times has this ever happened to you? This has happened to me. I'm, I'm not even making this up, but you're like, you're going to go to the game and you got your MSU polo on, and you, but you go out to eat beforehand and you're like, you spill something. You know what I would do? I just go to Maroon and Co. and buy a new polo with them. They have an incredible selection of polos and pullovers and jackets and button downs and everything else you're looking for. They have unique looking stuff. The stuff that you get everywhere else, you can't get that. You can get more stuff at Maroon and Company, stuff you don't see anywhere else. In fact, our, our, which was some of our buddy Battle, he came in and was wearing a, a state script polo that had like this pattern on it. I was like, where'd you get that? Hey, I've got it at Maroon Co. And of course, as I've mentioned before, they are the official and exclusive provider of Bulldog Initiative logo wear. So if you want to support the Bulldog Initiative and wear some really cool stuff, you can only get it at Maroon & Co. here in Starkville. They also have those uh, customized bells from the Bellsmith right. that does a really good job. The Bellsmith is awesome. Player numbers and uh, their names on the cowbells. If you want to go support that, and I think that also goes towards um, NIL. So for those players, but I'm not not 100 percent on that. But yeah, those those really cool bells there that have the great handles on them. That they, they are um, they're going to be sturdy for you. That you're going to be able to have those for a long time. Go check those out too. They got a lot of stuff there. It's not just clothes. Yeah, although they, the clothes are great, it's a lot a more, lot than, more than, than just apparel in there. They got a lot of cool stuff to check out. All right, uh, we were just talking about how the, the 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 men have struggled so much on the road this year. Not the case for the women. Two and zero on the road this week. Seven and two on the road this year. Three and zero in neutral sites. So they're ten and two away from the hump. A huge week for the women. They, I think, Stefan Krajnik put it best when he tweeted, "They're not just going to be playing for uh, for being in the tournament. They're playing for seeding." Going down the stretch, uh, a good a good comeback win over Kentucky, an incredible comeback. They they were dead and buried in that game. Down what six in the final minute, and found a way to twenty come. seconds left. I think no, yeah. they were down they were down four. I think with twenty seconds left. But yeah, they were down six with a minute left. Yeah, and they found a way to come back and win that in overtime, and then go to uh, Texas A and M, shake off a bad first quarter with a monster second quarter, and then. Put it away late. I went over Texas A&M. That group is playing. They're starting to figure some things out. 
They're starting to play well together. You're, you're usually getting a pretty good game from Jessica Carter, usually getting a pretty good game from Jerkayla Jordan. But you pointed this out. It's somebody different every game that's helping them out, and that's why they're being so successful. You can't just stop one or two people. Yeah, I don't know which game was the most impressive this week. And I'm being serious about that, and including a top 10 win against LSU, which obviously probably would be the most impressive. When you look at each game individually, the way that they won these games, you can argue all of them. And how about they scored – Almost the same point total in every single game. They had 77 against LSU in Kentucky and 74 today against A&M. Kind of wild. But LSU game, it was Darion Rodgers and Miracle Shepard really powering the team off the bench. Kentucky game, one of the worst games they've played all year, and they found a way down the stretch. And it was Debrisha Poe mm-hmm. hitting three big three-pointers down the stretch and Darion Rodgers. She hit a big one, too. Uh, she hit the first one to kind of get them going. And then A&M, Aaron Barnum, who's kind of struggled in conference play, they've been waiting for her to have a big game. She scores 14 points in the fourth quarter when it got real close. Mm-hmm. State was kind of, you know, back and forth with A&M. The Aggies had, I think, got it to within a point. And she just went off. She scored 14 points in the fourth quarter, scored 20 points in the game. Just really impressive job what Sam Purcell has done. And it might, I mean, I think he's done a good job with his staff coaching this team X's and O's wise and developing them. But the most impressive thing to me that he has done is getting every single person on that team to buy into, hey, this might not be your night tonight, but your time's coming. You you gotta if if somebody's having a big night, it's their night. You gotta support them. You got to play hard. You got to get the ball to them. Find a way to to play your part. But your time's coming, and it literally has come for every single player that's available at this point. I mean, they've had they've had a big game from just about everybody. And this is a team that they started the year um, SEC play zero and two, and they've come back now and they've won six out of seven games. And they've shot up to no, they're now third in the SEC standings. And I talked about it before the LSU game. If they could just get through that LSU game, you know, it might be a loss, probably going to be a loss. If they could just get through that, they have a chance to build some wins. Mm-hmm. Well, now they messed around and beat LSU, and they are in really good shape here. Yeah. So, um, you know, you look at all these games and what they've done, and I thought it started with the Arkansas game on the road. Every road game, they have really been tested. And that Arkansas game blew a double-digit lead. Arkansas came back. They could never – they never allowed them to get over the hump, and they won that game. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Florida. Florida was back and forth. State never allowed them to get over the hump. Kentucky, they they took Kentucky's punch, came back and won it. A&M was, the, was a game similar to Florida and, and Arkansas where they were tested there but never let them get control. It's just a veteran team that doesn't seem to be bothered by the big moment. And right now, it, it could always go south, but – Right now, they are playing some great basketball, and I think it can even get better because they're still really loose with the basketball, and they're turning it over a lot like the men. It just hasn't come back to haunt them too much yet. Yeah. If they start to take care of the basketball and start playing clean on offense, look out because this is a deep team. They got 10 players, I think, but they're really deep. And when they get going and you got so many different players that can step up, this is going to be a tough team come March. Yeah. 
Four straight wins for the women. Uh, they've won six out of seven. Three of their next four are at home, Georgia, Florida, Kentucky, and then in the middle of that is at Ole Miss, who State's already beaten once this year. And you, you and I have talked about that. Ole Miss is not State is not a good matchup for Ole Miss. The way State likes to play is is the opposite of what Ole Miss wants to see. Ole Miss is just not – they don't have the firepower to hang with Mississippi State. That's not to say they can't beat State in Oxford, but that, that, that matchup is bad for Ole Miss. So State has a real chance here to put together a really nice winning streak. And as we, we said – uh, you know, instead of saying, okay, they're going to be in the play-in game or they're going to be on the bubble, could be looking at being a four or five seed when this when this is all around. Do you think they'll be ranked next uh, AP poll? They got to be, right? 19 and five. I, I, they should three. be. They should be. I don't, I mean, last week they only picked up like one vote, mm-hmm. uh, but that was before the LSU game. So yeah. I, I imagine people's opinions are starting to shift a little bit because this is, this is not the Mississippi State team from the last, you know, three years. Mm-hmm. This is, this is a team that, and I, I'm not ready to say they're reminiscent to some of those other teams, mm-hmm. um, you know, back in the late 2010s, but they are venturing towards that spot. And you're about to play, you know, two of the worst teams in the league uh, record-wise. And then after that Ole Miss game, you know, another team that's one of the worst, the, three of these next four games should be wins. And you're sitting there at nine SEC wins, which is what you had last year. And we'll see what they can do in Oxford. I, I feel a lot better about this team going to Ole Miss this year than I did last year because this team just handles the road better. So, mm-hmm. State's in good shape. And if they can stack some wins here, you're looking at a team that's going from that 8-9 mark mm-hmm. to possibly pushing forward towards that. I'm not ready to say that they can get there, but they're going to get closer and closer to possibly hosting games if they keep this up. Two more things to talk about before we get out of here. One, uh, I will have to give a disclaimer on. I have to give a, a warning about, but but here's the thing: it just not, nothing. It's not even related to MSU. But today, I saw that Alabama got a commitment in football from a three-star linebacker whose only Power Five offer is from Alabama. Uh oh. Was Swack and Group of Five, and I just here looked, it goes. I looked at it for like four or five minutes. I was just like, dude, dude. I mean, even if Saban took a three-star kid, it was somebody who had some offers. You know, like the the tight end last year that, that that they flipped from Mississippi State. He had an offer from Mississippi State and an offer from Ole Miss. This, Jay Lindsay, that, his best offer was Liberty, I think. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. It is. I mean, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I haven't looked at their boards. I'm tempted. They they, they can't be happy. They're not going to be happy. I, I mean, just want to say, like the, the the linebacker State has AJ Rice. Has more power five offers than the kid that Alabama committed to. Their their recruiting is going to drop a, a good bit. I mean, they still might recruit inside the top ten, but the difference in number ten and where Georgia and Alabama usually are is stark. Yeah, and when you're when you're on the field against elite coaches, and everything is equal. Now, it's great. He's a great coach. Kevin DeBoer is a great coach. They're mm-hmm. going to develop guys. They're going to find the diamonds in the rough. But when you're on the field with other elite coaches that can also coach up talent, I'm going to take the talent over the coaching. Agreed. He's, he's a great coach, but he's not that good. Agreed. So that if that's if that's going to be their mindset, we're just going to find guys that fit our system. Um, Tuscaloosa is going to be on fire – 
in about 10 months. Mm-hmm. Literally a blaze. Yeah. Here's the other thing I wanted to talk about. If you're a fan, of, if not a fan of wrestling, turn it off now. This is the end Uh-oh. of the show for you. But if you are a fan. Well, have a good day, 95% of the crowd. That's fine. The rest of y'all can hang out. I told you so. That story ain't never getting finished. And and it's people never going to happen. are not happy. We're going to have a, a, a WrestleMania 30 situation. They're going to hijack. Yep. Like this, well, I'm, I'm going to watch Monday Night Raw tonight because I think it's going to be ugly. If Rock comes out, he will get booed out of the building. Mm-hmm. Well, he won't come out though because it's it's it, it, it only on SmackDown. He's going after right. But if Cody comes out, he might get booed because people are going to be like, "Why are you doing this?" No, well, he's already I think fighting it. Like uh-huh. I think he's kind of fighting it on social media and stuff. I think he's going to rally the troops here. It's this gonna is going to be a Daniel Bryan thing. It is, but I mean, what are they going to do? The I, the difference is. You're gonna have to make it a triple thread, just like WrestleMania 30 or something. <laughs> or they're or they're just gonna have to not like Rock's gonna have to get attacked and hurt, and they're. Well, just gonna I, what have to push I, I read something that the Rock that part of his his agreement with WWE is that he has to take part in a certain number of events, and so I, I think he's just in regardless. I think I don't think there is any getting out of this. I don't have a problem with this if it ends at SummerSlam. Right. This the, here's the issue. This should have happened two years ago. The, the, they've yeah. gone too far now, and then they, like you've said, they've built Cody into this super baby face, and they've made him the face of the company. And then, you know, but once again, something that always happens. And I was right. That's fine. CM Punk is always right. He said this was going to happen, and it did. He said that Cody what. They gonna... did it in a promo. He said, let me tell you about my WrestleMania experience. And he talked about the whole thing, how he carried the company and did everything. And right when it was time to make him in WrestleMania, oh, here comes this former star that needs to be in the main event. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the yeah, they treated same. Punk the same way. Exact same thing. So. We'll see where it goes. I, I just, you know, yeah. I wonder where what direction all of this is going to go because – the blowback has been so bad. It's brutal. You see, that was the the, the most, most downvoted YouTube vote, video yeah, ever in WWE. Oh, wow. 20 something thousand downvotes. We'll be at AEW in 24 days. That's exciting. Yes, we will. Well, maybe we'll see Conrad there. He is not happy about this. I bet he, nobody, <clears throat> nobody. He has tweeted nonstop for the last two days about really? this. Really? I, I don't yeah. follow Conrad. I'll check him out. He is pissed. Oh, well. All right, guys. Have a, Thank you all for putting up with our. Three minute conversation. That there's some people out there that are gonna get mad about that. Yeah, and it was three, there's three minutes. And I told you it was coming. You could have cut it off. If you listened and you're unhappy, that's on you. So have a great Tell one, yourself. guys. Talk to you again tomorrow. Uh Thanks for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Hayda. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.